When I was 22 years old, my friends and I had planned a camping trip in central Illinois, USA. My friends' names are Tad and Andrew. We had parked at the entrance to the camping area, and we had a good mile to hike to set up camp where we always have. While on the hike, I had noticed that a man behind us was dressed in all black, and he was slowly walking towards us. I also noticed that when looking back, he was looking for a place to take cover. I asked my friends, Hey, did you guys see that guy? Yeah, I noticed him a while ago, but I didn't want to alarm you guys, Tad said. So I looked back once again, and I then see the man heading back down towards the parking area. I thought to myself, Okay, everything's good. When we made it to our camping site, we set up our tents and set up rocks for a campfire so that we could roast hot dogs. We set up our folding chairs and grabbed a cold one. Now, while the sun's going down, we then hear a blood-curdling scream in the distance. We all jumped to our feet in the direction the scream came from. Andrew then said, Dude, should we go investigate that? I told the guys to grab some flashlights, and if someone's hurt, we wouldn't be able to forgive ourselves for not trying to help. As we're hiking down a hill away from the camp, we noticed a flashing light like an emergency beacon, you know, sometimes as a feature on newer LED flashlights. I then told the guys, alright, let's go that way, and let's go see what's causing it. As we got closer to the flashlight, we heard yet another disturbing scream. This time, however, it was coming from the direction of our camp. Now, keep in mind, when we came to the area, there were no other vehicles aside from ours. Of course, that doesn't mean someone didn't come there after we got in there, though. And it's not uncommon for the homeless and party animals to go to this area. So after hearing the scream coming from the direction of our camp, we all then very quickly turned our flashlights in that direction, and we had then seen something dart across the woods. In a frantic voice, Tad then said, Dude, what the hell was that? I then turned my flashlight back towards the flashing beacon light to notice that it was no longer flashing. So I told my friends it was now time to get the hell out of here. We ran back to camp while gathering up all our gear when we then heard an extremely scary laugh. We all then agreed to get what we could and just head back to the car. We did just that and on our way back down, we had ran into the same man from the trail from earlier. He asked us if everything was okay and how he also heard screaming in the woods. We just ignored him and continued on. I honestly don't have proof, but if I had to guess, I would say that the man in black was the one behind the screams and laughs. It could have been him, or maybe it was his friends. For all I know, it could have been a damn cold trying to scare us out of the woods. So whoever did it, mission accomplished. I tried doing some research for anything strange or sketchy going on in that area, because those screams still haunt me to this day, but I never found any other info. I can only hope that those screams weren't coming from someone actually in need of help. So this happened when I lived in Las Vegas. I was about 11 to 12 years old around 2005 to 2006. You'll need a little bit of background before I tell you what actually happened. At this time, my parents were really into drugs, meth to be specific. They would have a few different people staying with us that were homeless. Now on to what happened. I was getting out of the shower 
and I noticed a random backpack hanging up in the bathroom. At the time, I didn't think too much about it. After I got dressed, I went to hang the towel next to the backpack, and that's when I noticed a strange small red light. Me being young, I didn't know what to do, so I went and showed my mom. She looked inside of it, and she then found a small video camera. My mom not wanting my dad to do anything that would land him in jail, she told one of her friends to confront the guy. My mom and dad had went to a casino to gamble, and I had went to a friend's house while their friend was getting the guy out of the apartment. Well, a little while later, I realized I forgot something, and I went to go get it. When I got inside, the friend had the creep cornered in the shower. After everything that happened, we then realized that he had drilled a hole in the wall that went through, as well as a shelf thing that my mom had hanging in the bathroom, and the guy was using a camera to spy on us while in the bathroom. Thankfully, my parents have been sober for about 14 years now, and we live in Maine. I have a couple of other creepy stories that happened to me as well, but they aren't very long. I'll have to send those another time. But yeah, that's my strange story. I still can't believe that we had someone that lived with us that was like that. It's disgusting. Hey everyone, I'm sorry for the interruption, but I need to take a quick pause on the stories to thank today's sponsor HelloFresh for sponsoring today's episode. With HelloFresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh wants you to have it all free time, and fresh, tasty food. That's why they take care of the meal planning and deliver the ingredients, so that everything you need to whip up a delicious meal arrives right to your door. HelloFresh gets that you want options when it comes to what to make for dinner, not just the same old thing all the time. And that's why they offer 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so you'll never get bored and can always find something new to try and love. I like HelloFresh personally because it makes things so easy, having the full recipes right there, and especially on nights when I just don't know what I want for dinner. Go to HelloFresh.com Cannibal50 and use code Cannibal50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com Cannibal50 and use code Cannibal50 for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh. America's number one meal kit. The story takes place sometime in the summer of 2012, if I can remember correctly. I was about 21 years old. I was born and raised in New Jersey, and I was living with my girlfriend at the time. Long story short, I got kicked to the curb over an argument. Yup, I was out on my own. So with that being said, I didn't have anywhere to go, and my family had since moved to the south because my mother was already retired, and it was significantly cheaper to live there. Being homeless in New Jersey was just way too dangerous. Come on, it's New Jersey, where the strong survive and the weak get killed. Plus, I honestly had too much pride to ask to stay with my friends or anything. So with that being said, I had a few hundred dollars to my name, and I guess with poor judgment in a panic, 
I decided to get on a train into Manhattan with a little bit of stuff I had in my backpack, as well as some food, a few articles of clothing, soap, razors, deodorant, and stuff to keep clean, as well as my phone charger. While I was there, I decided it would be perfect to go to Bangor, Maine, since it was considerably cheap to take the bus there from. I took the trip, and it was actually quite amazing, and I really appreciated it, as the bus was kind of empty. There were a few passengers, but most were in the front, but there was also a girl around my age in the very back. We exchanged smiles, and we looked at one another. I remember that I had chosen to sit close to her because I figured we would get along and kill time, considering that the trip was long, and it was only the two of us back there. We did end up getting along, but she was getting off on another stop that was in another country to live with her family, and I needed to be in the city to try and find some kind of work, since I was going to be homeless there getting on my feet. The plan was to either stay or save up enough money to move back into New Jersey, depending on how well it all worked out. The girl had told me the rent rates out there, and it was considerably cheaper than in New Jersey, so it was a plus. The amazing part about the trip was that she had gave me her number and her Facebook, and she ended up showing me her boobs as well as some other things that also happened on the bus that we probably definitely shouldn't have done. And if we got caught, I can only imagine, but we were in our early 20s, and we were foolish young kids. Anyway, that's honestly probably the only good thing that happened. She warned me that there was a lot of people addicted to bath salts in Bangor. Now, bath salts were technically legal around that time, but they were nothing I was going to get myself into. Apparently, it was legal meth. They sold it at the smoke shops, and they also had a label on it that said not for human consumption. But that was kind of a sneaky way for them to legally sell you it. They also had some other stuff that had many other names, such as Spice, K2, and I forgot the rest. They labeled it as incense, and not for human consumption, but it was supposed to be synthetic weed. I've tried it once, and it doesn't feel like weed. It's incense, and it tastes really bad. I know weed, as I smoke a ton of it. In fact, I'm stoned right now while writing this story, so if the story sounds choppy, blame the Mary Jane. Anyway, I got off the bus, and it was late in the afternoon, if I can recall correctly, and I was in for a shock. As soon as I got off the bus after saying bye to that girl, whom I don't even remember her name at all, by the way. It's been years, and I've deleted Facebook and got a new number. We went our separate ways shortly after, though, as that's usually what happens when you fool around with people. The first thing I can remember was the off-putting vibe I got, and I didn't have cell service at all, so I had to ask for directions downtown or the nearest place to do anything. It was a truck stop several miles outside of Bangor, not your typical Greyhound station or any other bus station. Like it was in the middle of literally nowhere. Its own medium-sized field surrounded by trees in the street. The guy behind the counter looked at me like I was nuts. And he didn't say anything after I asked him where downtown or anything populated was. And I also explained that I took the bus to here from Manhattan. I know. Stupid young kid. I asked him again. And he looked angry but also very confused. He walked to the window and he pointed out to the intersection that was by the bus stop and he said to walk several hours and good luck. It was brutal. It was hot. 
and I don't think Uber was a thing back then. And if it was, then I didn't know about it, and I highly doubt that it would have been available out there. Anyway, after finally getting there, I don't really recall that much, but I'll get into all the crazy and spooky things now. So the next day, after waking up in the morning, I remember going into a Dunkin' Donuts getting coffee and trying to apply for a job, perhaps. I noticed that I finally had cell service. After I left to go outside and sit on the bench out there, there was a kid working that came up to me, and he started talking to me saying that he knew I wasn't from here and I should leave. He told me that it's very different there. I had felt the vibe way too hard the whole time I was there. He explained how there was a murder with people getting killed and burned in a car. I later read about it in an article online a few years later. They eventually caught and convicted the guys who were responsible, but I don't remember all the details, and I don't feel like looking it up. It was very real and devastating. But anyways, the guy said it was normal for stuff like that to happen there. Then he said he needed to use the restroom, and he would be back. The guy came back in less than a minute with a completely different demeanor. He was jittery, and he was acting a bit strange, asking for my number. I thought to myself, Okay, a new buddy. Why not? No harm, right? Well, as it turns out, he was just trying to scam me because he was addicted to bath salts, and he needed a fix. So I blocked him. That was the end of that. I thought to myself, Well, you can't trust everyone. Plus, I think he was gay. I'm not gay at all myself, and I don't have a problem with it, and nobody should. But I think he had the wrong impression because I think he himself was using that bath salt stuff. I eventually explored the city that day, and I was looking for a place to eat. I found myself in a park, and for a city it's very spacey. Everything business-wise is very spread out. Lots of open fields and woods. You basically need a car to live there. Kind of like way back in the day when people from New York City were moving to New Jersey. Not as many businesses as you would expect, neither. I was very hungry, so I had asked this elderly woman for directions because she looked and seemed normal as I was approaching her, but she wasn't normal at all. She screamed at a high-pitched voice a ton of gibberish, and it sounded very disturbing. Imagine Chewbacca from Star Wars, but at a high pitch. It was almost like that. That was the best way to explain it. What was even more disturbing was that she looked like she was actually trying to tell me, and she was pointing out directions at trees and stuff. But it didn't look like she was all that aware of what was going on, as she was making eye contact while shouting. I immediately walked away from her and kept looking back. I know mental illness when I see it. I was the one who decided to go into Bangor, Maine. I had a lot of issues at the time, but I knew that was drugs. I had just never seen anything like that to make people behave that way. Anyway, I ended up finding the McDonald's there. The people working there were actually normal, thankfully. So after that, I then went to the laundromat to clean my clothes. I had met a guy there who claimed to be from South Central. He was a nerdy looking fellow, but I could tell he was being truthful. Anyway, I chatted it up with him for a bit. He spoke about what he went through growing up and why he chose to move out to Maine. We had some major similarities. Jersey sucks, and so does LA. I've been there in many other places after this trip, 
and I also have other stories of ship places that I'll be sharing soon. He told me to be careful, because there's a lot of armed robberies in the streets because people are hooked on bath salt. I told him about the lady that I asked directions from, and he said that she was one of the people on the bath salts. He said that's all they do there. They lose all sense of reality and scream and shout gibberish when they use it. Very scary stuff. A few days later, after looking for work and not really finding any while walking around, I then started to believe that this just isn't going to work out. Everything is spread out, and I took a trail in the woods thinking it was a shortcut to a store because I really needed to use the restroom and I didn't have to take a leak. Yeah, I had to perform the other duty. The duty duty, if you know what I mean. I figured if worse came to worse, I'd unfortunately have no choice but to go in the woods. But while I was deep into the woods on the trail, I saw these two girls right around my age running around, and they were popping out of nowhere while looking at me, while also laughing on the other trails in the woods. I have no idea how they got there. I'd see them in front of me at times, and then they'd disappear as I kept walking. Then I'd see them to the left of me, and so on. It was strange. I eventually ran into this random guy who asked me for a lighter. I gave it to him, and he gave it back after lighting a cigarette. We got to talking, and he told me he sells bath salts in the woods. I was really surprised because who the hell does dope deals in the woods? It's Maine. It's not the good old city streets that I'm used to. We had saw those same girls in the trail near where we're standing and talking, and they had smiled and laughed at us, then kept walking. I asked him if he knew them, and he then said, Oh yeah, those are just girls that go around looking to suck dick for dope. Which may have been true, but they never came up to me, and it didn't seem that way. I probably would have gotten myself into that nonsense if that was the case. There was something off about them, and my dumb self decided to go look for these damn girls because I was stupid. I ended up not even seeing them again, but what did happen was that I couldn't hold it anymore, and I went and handled my business where I figured no one could see me. I didn't have anything to wipe with afterwards, so I grabbed a leaf. At least I'm keeping it real about everything. That's who I am. I'm honestly too real for most people. Anyways, I got onto the woods, and I'd made it to a Long John Silver's, I think. I think it was also a half Taco Bell as well. Anyways, I got some food there, and called it a night. The next day was the worst. Well, when I went into the bathroom in the woods the night before and wiped myself with a leaf, it wasn't just any leaf. It was poison oak. Oh yeah. Can you imagine the hell? Yeah, I know. I know that's probably funny to most, but no! It felt like there was a fire in my pants and an uncontrollable itch in a place that you cannot scratch at all especially in public. It was a nightmare. It was all down my legs and my buttocks and genitalia. I dealt with it all day until the end of the night where I just couldn't take it anymore. I tried using lotion and it didn't really help as much as I wished. I wussied out and I called up my lady that kicked me out, begging her to take me back after explaining all the hell that I went through. She agreed and she even told me she missed me. The whole nine yards. That woman truly has an amazing heart. She was a nurse in training, and she had the right stuff to treat me. She even paid for my ticket back, 
but the story didn't end there, of course. Because I had to make my way back to that bus station the following night, the buses only left at night. I remember not wanting to go through that creepy empty road in the dark. Now, I've been down all kinds of roads that people might think are creepy, but something about that road specifically gave me the chills. I ended up stealing a shopping cart from either a CVS or a Walgreens. One of those smaller ones that has a basket on top and one on the bottom. I threw my backpack in it, and I then rode it like you see kids running out of the store to be goofy since they're full of energy. I pushed that cart hard and fast after sipping an energy drink, and I even learned how to steer the cart perfectly while in that rush. All you have to do is lightly tap the bottom of the wheels on the back with your foot, and it actually works if you do it safely and correctly. I could have sworn that I heard creepy whistling sounds coming from the woods from something following me. It was a long faded tone. It was spooky. But nothing happened. I must have been too fast, because I got to the stop early enough to actually sneak in the shower since I stunk. I was stranded in Maine for a few days, maybe five and not showering, just taking sink baths. Yeah, I know, nasty. I probably should have went to the gym or YMCA, but I was way too young and dumb to think about it. I also needed the shower since I was itching. Long story short, I eventually made it back home, and while I'm no longer with that lady and haven't been for a decade, she really did help me. Anyways, that was my trip to Bangor, a place in the middle of nowhere with nonstop forests that I'll never return to. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always...